0: So, what I did is, I went re- running through the house, room after room, pushing boxes aside, trying to find my little guy, and I couldn't find him. Then, all of a sudden, I had to take steps to the pool, which is where I was led. And every parent's worst nightmare suddenly became my reality. As my own little boy, little guy that all I meant to do was nurture, protect, love, guide, is all of a sudden floating and unconscious fully clothed, on my watch, on the top of my book.
1: Now, obviously, that was quite a challenging intro to listen to, but I really wanted to highlight that from this episode. Purely because, especially in Australia, I'm not sure of around the world, but uh, drowning for children is one of the leading causes of death. And Tammy's story had a had a happy ending in the, in the end, but that one incident really shifted the way Tammy lived her life and and the way she used her intuition. And she's managed to do very well in business, and she's been to a few of Tony's events, which radically changed her life and thankfully she got through that time but what she highlighted in the interview was that that moment that she just explained was obviously very challenging but it also made her realise the importance of living every day and, and going for your dreams. So I just also want to let you know that there is a little bit of background noise and some technical difficulties throughout this episode, I apologise for that and I feel like it's it's passable to to publish so I really wanted to bring you this story even with those technical difficulties and I also want to let you know that the Date with Destiny stories that I have been putting together are now ready and I will be publishing the first one on Monday, the 29th of July. So that will be the next episode. I really look forward to sharing them with you and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Tammy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Kemre.
1: That's not a problem. I am excited to talk to you and hear your journey about Tony Robbins and the impact he has had on your life. But let's just start with your story. What's, what are some of the big events in your life that led you to personal development?
0: Well, there's probably tons, but um, I'll start with um, the beginning, with childhood. Um, so I grew up, um, I was um, born into the world um, where I lost my identical twin at birth. And my natural mum couldn't have me. So my adopted mum uh, decided, um, my adopted mum and dad had me, but my adopted mum didn't know how to love me. So I suffered a lot of abuse and emotionally and physically, um, pretty intense through my mum. But my dad was my mum and my dad. So it was pretty special. He's, he's um, just a gift. Um, so, you know, like... Um, that gave me a lot of strength and resilience to overcome a lot of um, things that were yet to come, because we never go through life without smooth you know, smooth sailing, without some sort of obstacle that comes in where we learn a lesson. And there was a few lessons that it took a little while for me to learn, <laughs> so I had a few came my way. But one of my bigger ones was um, we were so excited. So I was in the Air Force for 17 years as an aircraft maintenance engineer. And and I was one of the only females in the male-dominated environment. I was so blessed to meet my wonderful husband there. And we have three gorgeous children um, in that relationship. So we are excited because we were told where we had to live when we were in the air force. So all of a sudden, we moved to the Gold Coast. We get to choose our property and we get to, you know, buy it. And it was so exciting. So on the day that we um, had our first home that we could live in, My husband went to uh, Bunnings to get child locks to make sure the house was safe, and I decided um, I got the other two girls looked after and at that time, our little boy was just 16 months of age, and he was right within my sight. So I decided, you know what, we're just going to hook in, buddy, and do some boxes, unpacking boxes in the kitchen, and I put him down with his toys right in my sight, and then all of a sudden, I got this awful feeling. Something terrible was happening. And as much as I could see and actually could listen and could hear, I didn't want to believe it. So what I was led to is like a video player playing in my head, which was my intuition waking me up. It was coming directly from my heart, probably a little bit to do with my identical twin as well. Um, And so I didn't want to believe it, but it caused me, fortunately, to look up. I didn't dismiss it. And when I looked up, I, my little boy was missing. So, my head was trying to kick in and tell me it's going to be okay. He's just in his room. He'll be playing with his toys. He may be painting the walls with his makeup, you know, what your kids do <laughs> as a 16 month old. And so, I could have just dismissed that. But fortunately, during that time, I gave myself space. I was on maternity leave. Prior to that, I was working full time as an engineer. I was studying at university. I was just crazy. I was busy, busy, busy. And during this time, I was on maternity leave. So I actually allowed myself to have space, and that's where the magic came in, which allowed me to tune into my heart, which allowed me to actually um, get that sign. So as much as my head was trying to tell me it was okay, something inside me was pushing me to go look. I didn't want to look to where I was led to because I thought, how could that be? So what I did is I went running through the house, Room after room, pushing boxes aside, trying to find my little guy, and I couldn't find him. Then all of a sudden, I had to take steps to the pool, which is where I was led. And every parent's worst nightmare suddenly became my reality. As my own little boy, little guy that all I meant to do was nurture, protect, love, guide, is all of a sudden floating and unconscious, fully clothed <clears throat> on my watch on the top of my pool. How could this be? I couldn't believe that it had happened. And I couldn't believe it was happening to me because I didn't hear a splash or a scream or anything. And he was already gone. So that caused me then to go screaming like a madwoman, trying to get someone else to help me. Screaming to my neighbours, screaming to absolutely anyone, and no one came. So I had to jump into the pool, grab him out of my um, pool, I had him in my arms, and he's lifeless. Everything in my world was turning upside down. I was racing inside, trying to find someone to help me. No one was there. I called Chippa Zero on my home phone, and it wasn't even connected. All of a sudden... I just went, what am I going to do? I need to try and find my mobile phone. So I was jumping over boxes with him in my arms, trying to locate my phone as my head was telling me, oh, my goodness, what are you going to tell your husband now? What are you going to tell your children now? How could I tell him that our little boy, our little flesh and blood that we created is no longer part of our life? It couldn't enter into the equation. So what actually happened at that moment was pretty magical and this is where the lessons come in so what I did at that moment again because I had the space I had this message it was a divine message there wasn't any mistake there wasn't any question about it it came through me and it was so loud and clear and it said to me you need to close your eyes and you need to breathe deeply right now because your little boy is not going to be with you if you don't do something. Just do something. It doesn't have to be perfect. And that allowed me, the breathing allowed me to switch on and to make it more clinical, take the emotion out. And do you know what? It wasn't perfect. It led me to just lay him down on the floor and do something that every parent just fears. And I had to commence resuscitation on my little boy and it absolutely wasn't perfect absolutely wasn't correct on the first rotation nothing happened the second rotation he started breathing i couldn't believe it. it changed my life forever i felt how blessed am i and how precious is life it came so quickly You know what, and if I didn't actually, if I was too busy, I would have failed to see the signs. How blessed am I that I was on maternity leave that I gave myself that gift of space that allowed me to actually listen to my heart and not dismiss it. When he started breathing, I then was able to locate my mobile phone. Paramedics arrived and they just couldn't believe it. When they arrived to an immersion, they expect the worst. When they came and he started crying, they started crying with me. And they held me and they said, oh, my goodness, your story is so powerful. We need to immerse you in the media. And that's where it began. So we ended up in hospital for a while because he, um, he was, I was so blessed um, because I got him in time in less than three minutes. It happened less than three minutes. So he had no brain damage whatsoever. But he did have water inside his lungs, which was revealed by the X-ray. So we did have time in hospital for a while. But after that, he came with me, and we were in the media, Australia-wide, quite often as well, and they keep tabs on us every 12 months or so as well, to see how we're going, what we're up to. Um, And they just wanted to share the story. And at that moment, prior to that, I was still in the Air Force on maternity leave. I was due to go back to work, I was an engineer. And during that time, this was gonna be our last job, and I knew that, right? And I thought, oh, my goodness, can I continue this ego-driven sad for another, I don't know, they kept on raising their retirement age for another, I don't know, 40 years or something? What am I doing? You know, like I'm having to get up early, get my kids ready for school earlier, uh, work longer hours to, you know, to actually prove to the guys that I was worthy to be there. And could I do that? I mean, I had so many amazing experiences, but I'd reached the ceiling And I was questioning everything inside me was questioning what I was going to do next and I just didn't know and even at that time I was even at uni studying teaching so I could change my career so when this happened and they immersed me into the media I had a choice do I go back to work to continue being an engineer or do I jump into the unknown I don't know what I'm doing do the five second rule jump and do it anyway and use the media support to make a difference in the world and I chose to be the change in the world that I needed to see so quickly I created a training academy with the difference and it was about sharing my story and not just um, doing a course for the tick in the boxes but using high energy to be able for my clients to be able to anchor the information so if they ever had a similar situation to me that they could also have success and they didn't have to scramble in their head and question everything about it. Because when I did my CPR training prior to that, it was just for the tip in the box. I didn't know what I was doing. And every time I walked out of there, I went, oh my goodness, I don't think I could save anyone. Now how bad is that? Not just from the trainer's perspective, but my perspective as well. So I needed to actually um, ramp it up a little bit and I needed to actually not only have my story, make it my energy, but also use personal development and the accelerated learning techniques and all that type of thing so that I could be the change. So it wasn't just a normal training company. It quickly, The training using the personal development through Tihar Becker and Tony eventually um, quickly became very, very highly sought after. Through uh, First Age, you can too delivers training through all the universities here on the Gold Coast, the tourism sector, I just look at it and go, how did this all how did all this happen? It's because when your why is bigger than your why not, you become unstoppable. So at no point did I kind of market it, but they were coming to me because of my vibrational energy. So it was really awesome. So I suddenly um, won a lot of national and international business awards for that company. And it was just incredible. But so much has come from that, Cameron. So... It wasn't just, it's been a key to actually reigniting me and almost like um, being reborn again. Because since that moment, I often think, you know what, I could have just still been the engineer, which was pretty intense for a female, or I could be the change. And so, yes, I immersed in um, Tihar Becker. um, Lisa Nichols is my speaker coach. Blair Singer, I've done a lot of work with him. A lot of the um, biggest mentors in the world, such as Tony Robbins, became my mentors, They guided me. I quickly aligned with other people. And then a lot of people came that I could guide as well. They came to my energy. So from that point, I realized also that I manifested the um, drowning because I was questioning what's my next step. I didn't know. And I was living unfulfilled. So then I thought, well, how many other people are living in that role, living unfulfilled lives, wondering what the next step is, And what if? How could I have this knowledge and know what happened for me? Because it did happen for me, but it was pretty tragic. How could I have this information and not share that with other people? Use the tools that now I do see to help others, so that they don't manifest a a massive tragedy as well. So, you can too. Was also formed and I run retreats, workshops, um, delivered to corporate audiences, Australia wide as well. So. Uh, every day for me is just so exciting. Um, um, I never know who I'm going to meet. <laughs> I never know who's going to run into me. And it's exciting every day. And as I said, if I would have gone and continued the engineering, um, it would have been a bit boring. And who knows what I would have manifested there.
1: Mm. So yeah. that experience uh, with your child nearly drowning, the, how did that create the change? Was it, was it the pain that you felt of almost losing him or was it that you realised the, how, how vulnerable, I guess, how close we are as, as humans, like there's life's, life's short. Yeah.
0: Yes, well, absolutely, because um, life is short. We don't plan incidents. Incidents can happen at any time. And in his defense, he's a little kid, like other people have children as well, but we all have, we can have incidents at any time. In his defense, he would have seen, you know what, mum's busy. Who cares? I've got a nappy on shoes on. There's a pool there. You know what, even though he was learning to swim and he was learning to swim in his swimmers in a warm pool, I was always there. But in a kid's eyes, do they need any of that safety stuff? Do you know what I mean? Like we were kids once. We didn't do that. I remember my brother pushing me down um, our our steep driveway and we had a busy road down underneath the steep driveway on a Tonka truck. You know what I mean? We're like, who cares? We don't care. We don't think what could happen. And he's the same. You know, he went on to have massive other tragedies as well because I didn't really get the wake-up call. So he also had um, drug overdoses um, he almost got hit by a car. It just went on and on and on. The first aid manual could be written with my son's incident. So a lot of it comes from personal experiences and that's what differs. So why I actually created the training and made the difference is because of the pain. Because that pain, as much as I saved him, I'm not a hero, You know, it could have been totally different. You know what I mean? And what if someone else had the same incident they didn't have the tools in the toolbox, or even if they did and they didn't know how to implement, how could I live with myself? I needed to be able to deliver something where they actually anchor the information in. There's no question. So, if something does happen, obviously I'm not God, I can't stop the internet from happening because they can happen at any time. But what I can do is offer the tools in the toolbox and using high energy. You know, Tony talks about the triad um, and how the triad, I use that in absolutely everything I do and how the triad works for us. You know, um, the triad is language, what we tell ourselves, and physiology, Um, how we stand and the focus, what we're focusing on. So even um, implementing that type of thing on when something is happening, if something's happening to us where you do find your child unconscious and floating in the pool, if you tell yourself that you can't do it, guess what? You've taken yourself out. If you focus that, oh, my God, this is happening to me, you know, the perturbation, the chaos, guess what? You've taken that out as well. You know what I mean? It's about sending the energy to the outcome that you want to achieve yeah telling yourself that you can do that and the physiology i believe in this way is doing the training
1: absolutely yeah so powerful his some of his tools are just incredible and the fact that you can implement them to so many different areas of your life and that's what's so magical about his work so at what point did you manage to get to one of his events and yeah where you at then and Obviously, you've been through a lot, as you've just spoken about. What were the main yeah. things you were going through and what did you deal with at the, the initial event of Tony's?
0: Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> initially, actually before I got to Tony's, another big obstacle I had to overcome was I was diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases. So I actually was blessed to go to New Guinea to do the Kokoda Trail with the SAS. So there was 144 SAS soldiers in me carrying a 25-kilo pack. And during that time, little did I know that a mosquito bite would trigger, allow me to have a thing called chistosomiasis, which was a parasite that entered my, my insides and was eating my liver. And so when I came home six months later, um, I was thrown in isolation and I nearly lost my life and I was highly contagious. So they needed to control that. That triggered a couple of autoimmune diseases as well, so that's another thing. Um, When you're diagnosed with autoimmune diseases, you go see a specialist. um, You know, I'd see him often, maybe once a month, pay huge fees, uh, have blood tests, have poison. Pretty well, that's what the diagnosis was. I was meant to have it for life, but holistically, I healed myself in eight and a half years. So that was just another thing. So that was prior to going to Tony. So once I actually regained our health. Health is such a precious commodity, and Tony totally goes on about this, even with his recent um, events in cans, you know. Um, you can have anything. I literally woke up one day sick, you know what I mean? You can have as so much money and whatever you want in your world, but the moment that you get sick, everything can change. So with Tony getting older and with all the uh, mercury poisoning and stuff like that that he has in his body, my husband and I just went, it was one of our things that was on our bucket list that we really wanted to see Tony Robbins before, you know, while he was still training. So um, I think it was maybe four or five years ago, I can't remember um, the exact date then, but... It actually, because we were already immersed in personal development and through large programs through quantum leap and all that and being all around the world travelling with um, those companies as well and so we already had a massive network of those people and could really see the benefit of it. So with Tony, when I when we actually signed up for it, I didn't place much, much emphasis on it. I actually hadn't even researched him too much to be honest. I was just going with the flow to see what would happen when we went. And just prior to attending... Um, two weeks prior, um, my dear pop, who was my dad, who was my mum and my dad, he did everything for me. I think I mentioned that before, and my adopted mum couldn't give me the love. All of a sudden, he was diagnosed with cancer. It was through his whole body apart from his brain. So I had to be um, the support for him in his last five weeks of his life, which was so such a blessing for me. You know, we put him, we had him in a a hospice and it was just so awesome. So I was dealing with that as well just prior to Date with Destiny when we made the decision to go. So he passed away two weeks before, just prior. And part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll go another year. And the other part of me was like, you've got to go now. My dad was fighting. So we went to the event. Unsure of what to expect. Um, we didn't attend UPW. We went straight to Date With Destiny, which was pretty crazy, but we did. And so um, my husband and I were together on day one. And then after that, um, as many of you that have done Date With Destiny would know, they separate. So, you know, you're like in this hallucinogenic state. You're not being fed. You're getting cold. You know, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty funky, you know. So on the first day, we were together. And Tony starts talking about relationships on the first day, and for some reason, just out of the blue, my husband just says to me, "This is why we were meant to be there, by the way." "Um, So I'm just waiting until you finish grieving the loss of your dad, and then when you do that, I'm planning my escape. (laughs) And I was like, "Lord, I was." what is going on here you know what i mean but obviously to have a, a large influence and, and large companies and, and you know have a massive mission that uses a lot of feminine uh, masculine energy which i wasn't even aware of at the time right so i had no inclination that this was about to happen nothing and then i thought how could i even dismiss the signs like how could this even be happening right in front of me and i didn't even know And then all of a sudden, I'm stuck and they separated us and we couldn't really talk about it. I'm in this um, disillusioned state (laughs) during the whole time. (laughs) And, um, and I remember on relationship day, um, Tony really stirred our souls. And I was really angry at him, actually. But I really see the importance of why he uses the techniques that he does. Absolutely. Because we totally have benefited. But so on day four, he talks about the relationships and everyone had to stand up in the room, whether or not they had love and passion and blah, blah, blah. So then it got to the point where it says, what if you don't have any love or any passion? And so this was getting towards the end of the thing. And I was up the front with all the platinum's and my husband was, I don't know, way down the back somewhere, right? And I thought, if he's planning his escape, maybe there isn't any love and passion. Maybe this is the one I need to stand up at, just to be honest and true, get the real healing that I need to get, that I sought to get. So I stood up and I turned around and there's my husband and he's standing up too. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really happening. I can't believe this, you know? And then there was only a handful of couples. There wasn't many. So it wasn't an intervention, but it kind of was. Because what he said is then Tony then uses his colourful language, as you know, <laughs> and he basically asked us, What the hell are we doing? Why are you together? Are you stay together for your kids? And he's just ripping right at us. And I believe that he put a lot of his hurt that he'd suffered into us it was just like it was like a shotgun going right through us I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god I can't believe this and I was trying to look out for the trainer and you know to, to help me I need some help and then I was trying to look at Tony as well um she put up my hand to say, I need an intervention, you know, but I hadn't written any of that stuff on our form. So how's he meant to know? So there's no intervention. So I was getting really angry at Tony going, how dare you do this? Like, we're okay. We're not staying together for the children, blah, 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 you know. And, of course, as you know, when you go to death with Destiny, you don't have any time to sleep either. So we didn't even, and it's the sleep that you do get is so valuable. So we weren't going to deal with this issue. We were still going home to bed, sleeping in the same bed, And then going to the event. So after the event, um, I totally needed to be at that event. But after that event, I was left with some questions. So straight after the event, Lisa Nichols, who's my speaker coach, I paid a lot of money and I'd confirmed that I was going to attend one of her events. Like I'd been mentored for 18 months and all of a sudden it was so exciting. She's coming to the goalpost to do this five-day event with all of the people that I've been mentored with. And so I was questioning, everything inside me was questioning, going, do I go to this event or do I stay at home and try and save my marriage? But then I thought, if he's already made the decision, he's probably going to go. You know, anyway. So I just continued to do what I was doing and went to the event. And I thought, you know what? I needed to pave the way for my children and my family. So I'll, I'll continue doing that. Straight after that, we, I was running an event in Bali in which I was um, training 40 ladies. You know, and I was actually talking about relationships as well. So I felt really fake, <laughs> you know, when I was going there. But again, I questioned, should I go or should I stay? And my intuition was guiding me to, to go. So I went. So I assumed when I'd come home, everything would be over. But we were still sleeping in the same bed, mind you. And then the night came when we were discussing what we were going to do next. And... Um, and so, um, he, the, for the first night, he did decide to sleep on the couch. And I thought, oh, well, I've just stuffed any remote chance of fixing that up because I really loved him and I didn't want it to end, you know? And so he slept on the couch. My daughter had rung the next day, invited me out for a coffee. Um, I was getting ready to go and he woke up and he said, because what I'd said to him the night before must have really triggered him. And so when I was getting ready to go out, he's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm just going up with um, coffee for Brie. And he's like, oh, can I come? Do you know? Um, uh, and, you know, I'm like, of course you can. And he got dressed. and Because during that time, even though we had the space, we'd realised, you know, that you know, he, we needed to change our roles because he was more feminine and I was more masculine. And so even though I was busy and I was away, I was actually bringing on the feminine. You know what I mean, my husband doesn't want to know all my business. He doesn't want to know all that. He just wants to sit on the couch with me, watch TV, and just, you know, drink his beers and do be happy. That's it. Have someone by his side. He doesn't want to know that, hey, I'm saving the world, man. You know, and the same thing is that I wanted someone in my life to to help make decisions, you know, to be the man. And so he had all of that, as you know, like at Date with Destiny. Um, it's so fascinating when they do the breakup thing and all the men are you know, it's so awesome. So we were actually implementing that without us knowing. So when he actually was getting changed to come, what I what I remember is at that event, there was a couple that were very similar to us and um, I thought the relationship was over. But what melted my heart was when Tony intervened them and the husband reached out and grabbed the lady's hand, the wife's hand, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's so amazing. And I was like wishing that would happen with me at that time. And I thought it would never happen. So when we went out for the coffee and he reached out and he grabbed my hand, I knew we'd be okay. And I feel so much gratitude for, even though I was angry at Aunt Tony for the techniques he was using and he was stirring my soul and he was like, wow. You know, I look at it now and I think since then it's just been absolutely magical, not only in our relationship, but we've manifested a healing property. Uh, we're an acreage together. Our life just is going from strength to strength to strength. So I cannot give Tony much gratitude you know i mean he's just such an amazing guy i'm just so grateful for, for attending that event because had i not have attended that event my marriage would have been like that.
1: Mm. That, that just pays for it doesn't it absolutely yeah. yes <laughs> so i can you know it's interesting with the masculine and feminine at date with destiny yeah uh, i i didn't actually end up attending by the way so I've, i haven't been but Oops,
0: I don't want to
1: tell you too much. Yeah, but most of the... I'm interviewing people who have just been. Yes. And most, I would say, yeah, most their biggest breakthroughs was in that masculine-feminine exercise. And they say their their relationships are, like, through the roof, better and healthier. And I can totally see why that's important. How much of... (laughs) What do you think the reason is behind, because you've just kind of touched on it there, how Tony's work can sometimes get taken out of context and seen as too harsh or too direct. Or, and like you've just said, at the time you hated him. And I had a similar <laughs> experience at UPW yes. during the Dickens process. I hated him. I was like, why did you bring this up? But it brings yes. you so much relief afterwards. Yes,
0: yes. Sometimes we need to have that in our face to help facilitate the change, even though it's not necessary, it's not wanted. Sorry, it's um, it's inconvenient, it's uncomfortable. But what happens when you're inconvenient and uncomfortable? Massive growth. You enter the power zone. So this is why he uses the technique. So it can be probably misconstrued as being bullying or something, I suppose. And you do feel that at the time. But when you get the change, you're trying kind to of go, "Oh my goodness, thank you so much. It was a big slap in the face." punch in the face, (laughs) you know, but so much Yeah. Yeah, It's
1: like, it's almost like it's, it's straight to the core.
0: Oh yeah. His work is
1: like, I'm not going to spend, you know, two hours or 10 years doing therapy. It's let's just go, (laughs) let's just go straight in there.
0: Uh, Totally. I mean, you can spend 10, 15, 20 years and not have the results that you get. He facilitates change. He's a result maker. He's a change maker change lives everywhere and just in a in a short space of like a week. It's not even a week, right? Five days or something? Six days? Yeah. And that's why I totally love being part of, you know, the leadership journey as well to be able to help facilitate the change in others as well on his platform because he can only do so much. But, um, you know, what? there's others also that need the extra support. So I'm blessed that I've been able to learn some of his techniques and help so many others as well.
1: Yeah, very cool. So, You've stayed involved, obviously. That's why we're talking now. You're still involved on some level with Tony's work. What exactly are you up to now? Uh, Five or so years after attending his events.
0: Well, at that first initial event, um, You know, even before we fixed our problem, because remember, we kind of didn't get fixed until after, (laughs) after the event. Um, But my husband said to me, um, look, you know, your dad has given us some money. We inherited some money. And he said, I think that, you know, you need to actually go with that because you're so perfect. You're amazing on the stage. You need to be there. So being in Tony's environment and supporting so many, you'll learn so much. So he was encouraging me to to purchase the Leadership Academy and that's what I did. So with the Leadership Academy, um, the next year I did Date With Destiny Leadership. So then I was doing the interventions on the floor.
1: Okay, we're back with Tammy. We've had a few little issues. And Tammy, as you were just saying, uh, when you joined the Tony Robbins Leadership Program for Date With Destiny, you were talking about that experience.
0: Yeah, um, so, so blessed to be able to start with Date With Destiny Leadership here on the Gold Coast and it was kind of like thrown in the deep end but I realised then during that time that I was already doing stuff in my own business, very similar. So what the tools did for me was actually gave me energy to know that I was doing the right thing. So it actually came natural to me. Sometimes I'll have a course of um, trainees, university students, um, I stir their soul. One of them usually cries. <laughs> I ask the rest of the class, is it okay if I can help them? They say, yeah, of course. So, uh, I said, "I look, I can do it at lunchtime. And they no, 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 no. So I do the intervention. And you know, they're on the other side and it's just so amazing. And so to be able to give them the energy from someone so spectacular as Tony, who's the master, and giving me energy, it just gives me the energy to know and confirmation I'm doing the right thing. So I was um, thrown in. I did do a couple of interventions. Um, Sean, I forget what his last name is, but he lives here on the Gold Coast and he's a very good friend of mine. Um, so he was in my team at Date with Destiny and he was finding it really tough. So I had the, um, I did an intervention on him. Um, at the at the um, Date with Destiny Leadership and he credits all of who he is right now due to that intervention. So, you know what I mean? Just having the faith and the confidence to know that I can do that and it helps facilitate change has been amazing. You know, I get to um, mentor so many people as a result. Even in the Tony Robbins community, people will reach out and I get to mentor them and I just feel I have the confidence with that. So, I did the Date with Destiny Leadership. I went to San Diego, did leadership training as well. Um, I'm yet to do welfare. Mastery as a leader and once I've done that um, Hopefully cross-fingers. I'll be a senior leader. So I'll be one of the orange shirts on the floor So that's the goal and then I do totally want to become one of these trainers because I just love being in the energy being in the room And helping facilitate change in others because everything in that that are coming from a place without any expectations Being in the room where you're not a participant where you're in the leadership role you learn so much more it's so much more beneficial You know what I mean? You get so much more healing yourself and then you come out of that and it's just amazing and then it just shows, um, changes every aspect of your life and that's the power of it.
1: So it's not just so much what you're getting out of uh, doing these programs and, uh, like you said, becoming a leader. It's it's also about the people you're around and getting that energy of everyone else who's having breakthroughs, seeing the interventions, doing the interventions, the whole thing combined just is is what is it what is it giving you overall
0: energy energy and clarity and just to know that i'm doing the right thing and yes (laughs) support and friendships and bonds and you know what i mean we just have a big network of people all around the place and even so much as a result of that um, i run the tony robbins group catch up here on the Gold coast um where we try and catch up quite regularly and it's really awesome to to be the one that created that and to have the people coming and to try and um, get together and keep in that high energy state when we're not at the events, because after the events we have a tendency to go back, life happens, we go back to our old ways. We all invested in ourselves. We invested a large sum of money to be there to facilitate the change. Last thing we want to do is allow life to get in our way. So we need to come together often to actually be reminded of what we have learned and to keep in that high energy state so that all aspects of our lives continue to change. Not just at that time, but forever.
1: Absolutely. You're so right. I mean, it's, it's hard not to go back on some level after these events to an old way of being or an old energy. And, and I I know what you mean, surrounding yourself with people, not just, not just in the Tony Robbins circle, but people who want to grow and, and learn and always become better for themselves is going to bring you up as well. It's so important
0: better versions of themselves but in part in the past in other programs what I've noticed is the 1% will be like sponges and they'll implement and things will change and I'm one of the 1% a lot of the others the 9% will be there want to be there invest the money they'll love being in the environment and then slowly it gets too hard and they um, allow life to get in their way so by putting the program together the group together to catch up the intention is to not allow them to go back to their old ways but to keep the investment alive, to allow the change to happen for them so that they can live the beautiful life and and live in the beautiful state, not the suffering state.
1: Yeah, and one of one of the great things about me doing this podcast, I've got to admit, is I get to talk to people like yourself and every week I do one interview a week and it just if I and I I gotta admit, I've I've had times where I'm creeping down and I talk to yourself and You've brought me back to life. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing for you to have that, to be able to, t- you know, touch into that, touch base and keep your energy alive because energy, high energy is where where it is at. That's where we manifest magic. Yeah.
1: For sure. Yeah. And, and also just always pushing that comfort zone as well because I'm talking to so many different people who have had all these different experiences. It's, it's all very different and I'm getting little nuggets of wisdom and it's it's so beautiful and i hope to everyone listening i hope you're getting the same and yes it's just been lovely to chat to you tammy if you want to just let everyone know what you're up to now in business and if people want to connect with tammy where can they find you
0: Okay, so I'm on Facebook, Tammy Ritchie. I have a number of websites. All my pages are under my personal page. You'll see all the pages there. I've got the First Aid Why You Can Too, You Can Too, which is the events and the retreats and stuff like that. Recently, because um, actually I'm in this high energy state and I'm just manifesting absolutely everything. I've got business partners that support me as well, that um, you know, that they have their strengths, I have my strengths, and together we come together collaboratively. It's so amazing. So I've just launched all, um, uh, Organica. Organica is a platform for natural and low-tox products. Um, it's a global thing as well, but people can showcase their natural products and organic and uh, low-tox products and um, it's for free, and they get to share their story as well. And um, it's an affiliate platform, so as people buy, purchase, the merchants pay them for that, so they're being rewarded. So a lot of mums and stuff like that that are at home can make a lot of money by sending people to, you know, to purchase bamboo disposable nappies, for instance, which are amazing, because normal nappies um, biodegrade in two to 300 years, whereas these are two to three years. Um, so, we've got things like that. We've got um, lots of people that I've mentored that, that um, you know, we're living in limited states and um, I intervened them. And So, their dream of, you know, creating organic skincare and stuff like that has now come into fruition. So, we needed somewhere to put them. So, um, we've got skincare, cleaning products, all on the platform. So, that's all theirs. But the things that I've got on the platform as well is mosquito traps. Because men, men, uh, remember in, earlier on in the interview, I mentioned how I got, you know, Um, bitten by a mosquito. A lot of people, mosquitoes are the biggest killer um, and they spread diseases. So mosquitoes are nasty. The female ones are the ones that bite us. So um, my husband and I invested in this mosquito trap uh, maybe 17 years ago and they're distributed to 72 countries and some of the ones, the original ones, are still operating. So it's a really awesome return on investment. So my business partner and I had the opportunity to take on the online exclusive rights. Um, for that product globally. We've just um, been successful into getting it into the Caramba Wildlife Sanctuary here on the Gold Coast. But basically, it attracts the female and it clears up your area. from It stops the breeding cycle. Um, every mosquito female that is trapped stops it from having 600 to 5000 mosquitoes so it frees up the area from 100 meters to 300 meters depending on which the type that you buy so we needed somewhere to put that that's also going on amazon and places like that so we wanted to get all of that exposure to put onto organica so that all the merchants that are also going on there are going to benefit from this great exposure so someone goes on there to buy a mosquito trap, what else do they see? Skin care, cleaning products. So if anyone has any natural, low-tox, organic products that they've created, so no multi-level marketing companies, but stuff that they've created and they have a little story and a why they created it, we'd love to chat with you as well. You can contact us at um, info at organica.group, so that this is, um, is organi- www.organica.group. Um, we've got organica.tv because there will be me sitting on the couch interviewing these people as to why they created the products, the, this um, problem for the solution, which is going to be pretty amazing. And the Mosquito Bites you can access through Organica site as well, but also mosquitobites.us um, for worldwide or mosquitobites.me for australian that's in us uh, that's in australian dollars so that's me telling why you can too? helping people discover their why um so that they can decide they can so that they they can live a life they deserve and if i can do this guess what you can too
1: (laughs) you can too i love it and you you have a very a lot on your plate at the moment
0: (laughs) i do But initially it's busy, but it's not going to be like that because we do have teams working for us and can delegate it all. So at the moment um, it is uncomfortable, it's inconvenient, but that's where growth happens, you know what I mean? Um, Also health food stores. I've got a Gumby Gumby. I have a healing tree that is Aboriginal healing on our property. Um, I didn't put that there. It was planted before and we manifested the property since um, we were intervening with Tony. Um, and we manifest this amazing property. My daughter had ill health, I've got Ill health, had ill health as well. So this, prop, this um, Aboriginal healing tree came, you drink your tea. I helped tons of people around Australia with that as well. So we're about to actually that into health food stores. So I've partnered with health food stores as well. So not only will that be on Organica, but physical health food stores, five of them here on the Gold Coast, um, and another two that we're just launching as well, which are blessed health food stores.
1: Exciting. <laughs> wow, that's amazing that's that's really interesting I'm, I'm fascinated by that that you got that property the and you've made something of it as well and obviously you've always got a mind for business as well which is uh, very important isn't it
0: Absolutely. Well, getting the property was another whole story. um, But I actually ran the retreat in Bali, the one that I was telling you about earlier. Knew I needed a healing when I was over there. Was blessed to have a healing done by a Balinese local who was absolutely fascinating. He told me my whole life without telling him anything. And he told me the future. And at that point, we didn't even know that we were going to, we were still in our other property. We didn't even know we were going to buy another property. And he told me we were. So he could tell me which way the property needed to be facing, what the numbers were, the Feng Shui of the property, and the rest was history. So when we got it, we knew that we got it, and it's so exciting because it's next week, next Friday, we ended up getting a visa for him, and he's coming to my property to actually do healings on my property that he helped me manifest. So wow, uh, it's amazing. I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know, and the and the and the trees, the gumby gumby trees. Um, the, it is a healing property. The lady was a healer that lived on our property before, and people would come from all around the world to see her. She's so powerful, and a lot of the healers and integrated doctors would meet on my property once a week to attune their energy. That's how high the energy is. It lives. If we live on a high meridian, so they chose the property to plant the tree. The Aboriginal elders did. So I've just teamed up with um, a tribe of Aboriginals. Um, with 200 acres of the tree and so that way we can actually do a joint venture create a win-win for them and bring back the aboriginal health healing because it was something that would have been lost so i'm so proud to be part of that you know it's so amazing just we live in a limitless
1: (laughs) yeah that's another that's a whole another conversation i need to have with you i think it's i
0: think it's
1: fascinating yes uh, yeah yeah but we we are out of time so yeah. leave that uh, for no, another worries. time <laughs> so yeah. my final question which I ask to everyone who comes on the podcast if you had to leave this world and you're with your loved ones for the final time what piece of advice guidance or quote do you share with them
0: follow your heart your answers are all within your heart and live life to the fullest
1: <laughs> I love it very simple and powerful